difference that I wasn't noticing when I was doing anything, which was, I'm the doer, you know? And in a sense, it's true, I, let's say awareness or the spirit is the doing, but the I that I felt was a body. So, in other words, when there was meditation, the med- that act of meditation, and because my mind gave it so much meaning, it actually was one of the strongest glues of all to bind the mind, or seemingly bind the mind, to the idea of being the meditator. So the more I meditated, the more the meditator got reflected. Yeah. So I was trying to do something to get out of something that the doing was reinforcing. So the more I tried to get out, the more the thing I was trying to get out of was emphasized. Without my, I had no idea this was going on. It was in hindsight I saw it. So I would be meditating quite a lot, but every every act of meditation was being used to be a pointer once again to the meditator. This this idea, this vague sense of being this Paul, which is really like a hybrid of spirit with a body. So there's a feeling that you know you you know your awareness and all this beingness, but it's applied to the body. So I'm being as a body. I'm being, I am aware as a body. Not that I'm aware of the body. I'm aware as the body. So I become aware, and immediately as soon as that becomes a possibility, the possibility of being unaware becomes a possibility. Yeah? Yeah? There's no possibility, if all there is is awareness, for unawareness and more awareness to be viable. There's just awareness. But as soon as the awareness gets attributed to me, to this body, this body brain, then suddenly awareness becomes something I can have more of and less of. And more and most generally, the starting point is less of. And so what do I do? Exactly. The only format I know, which is to try to do and have myself into a state of being. But all you can do and have yourself into is another mental state. You can't, you can't do anything to arrive at what you already are. You can do. Here in this world, you can be doing shit to get places. I can do a lot of stuff to get to Nebraska. And it makes sense, yeah? Because there's me in Nebraska. And now I'm going to get in a car, take a bus, do that, and I'm going to get to Nebraska. Or I want to get the paper this morning. So I go to the store and get the paper. Or I want to take a shit. I go to the bathroom and blah, 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 whatever, hopefully. And all this stuff happens. But you can't apply that modality to finding out what you are. You have to realize... What's causing a desire to find out who you are is usually rooted in who you're not, see? And if you just saw that you may not be the starting point everything seems to start from, that maybe there's a, a not a, a, a point beyond, but behind almost, if you want to look at it as a, as a space or a place, it's behind the reference you're taking yourself to be, yeah? And the reference, when that shift occurs, and it's not even a shift, it's just a recognition of all these, it's like that idea of, you're on this, let's say, the spiritual game of Monopoly, a monopoly, a spiritual Monopoly. Yeah? So let's say a three-month retreat in Bali would be like Boardwalk, and Baltic Place would be like serving hamburgers at a McDonald's, yeah? So you want to get into a more conducive place, like get to the retreat center, you know, the breathing, wear loose-fitting clothes, have no stress, no one can call you, you don't have to worry about your bills and you're getting fed and everything. So that's where the little spiritual boot wants to arrive. So it starts off at where it thinks it is the beginning of the game. And then it moves to, let's say, it gets to square eight. And it says square eight has value because it's leading me to square 38. All right, so square eight it arrives at, and let's say something happens to it. It has a sudden, like, awakening. What does it wake up to? It wakes up to square zero. And then what happens is, from the waking up to square zero, it realizes 
it was calling square zero square three. It was starting from a false point. Yeah, just like you can get all the maps you want to, let's say Nebraska, but you got to know where you're starting from. Because if I think I'm in New York and I'm not, and I get all the maps New York to Nebraska, it's not it's not going to work because I'm not starting. It does. It's perfectly describing Nebraska from the point of view of New York. Yeah. But if you're not at New York, the maps, you'll collect a lot of maps, but they're not going to lead you to Nebraska. You need to find out where you are. And in this message, it's really finding out where you're not, because the false where you are is in place. It's being supported, reinforced all day. Every time the brain, which is all the time, not forever, but all the time, the brain is interpreting this experience to the body. Like the Course in Miracles says, the brain interprets to the body. So the brain sees everything from a point of view that you're a body. And it makes sense out of that. That's how it makes sense of this place. It doesn't make sense of this place from the place. It makes sense of this place from the identification as a body. So from the body's point of view, it looks like you can do and have yourself into a, a state but maybe that would be so, but if you're the state already, the only thing doing and having yourself into it is, is to promote the delusion that you're out of it. Yeah. That's all it could possibly do. All the trying to get into it would be the form of being out of it. Yeah. Because you're trying to deny a false place. You're trying to leave an imaginary place. That's why none, nothing ever works. That's why you're here, probably. Because a lot of shit hasn't worked. At least for you. And you know what? It's an incredible teaching. Because maybe you'll realize the system doesn't fail. You're the failure. Not as a personal, I didn't do enough, I didn't have enough, but how you are framed. Square three is masquerading as square zero. And so from square three, that looks like get out of jail card. But it isn't. It's just trying to get out of an imaginary place, which is really the jail. So what happens if, all right, so you, you're now navigating from square three, and you get to square nine, and there's a sudden awakening. What's revealed? Square zero. All right? The uh, reference point regroups, and then you and now square zero is cast to be square fifty-eight. So you get to square thirty-four, and maybe you get totally delusioned, and you just give up the ghost, and suddenly something ha just becomes obvious. And what becomes obvious? Square zero. Yeah. And so all right. So but then the the, the, the selfing regurgitates, and all right, you're on the march to get to that square zero, which you just were. <laughs> It didn't take any time to get there. You're always there. So, all right, so you work really hard, and now you're at square 83, and your mind cracks open. And what's revealed? Square zero. And then you realize there's only square zero. There was just an appearance of square 23. There was just an appearance of square 53. There was just an appearance of square 88, and its appearance was based on you. When you arrived supposedly there and had forgotten the here you can never not be, then square 23 seems real. When you arrive at square 58 thinking you just came from square 57, square 58 is going to seem as real as real can be. To who? To you. The you that's square zero. So what gives meaning to the place we think we are is us. The reality of this place has one common denominator, you. You're it. You and I are reality. As the Course describes it so perfectly, you and I, not as a body, you and I as what we are, are the dreamer of this place, or the dreaming of this place. The idea of a body is dreamt. This is a dreamt object in the dream of Big M Mind, yeah? It's not the dreaming. This is the dreamt. We believe we're the dreaming, yeah? But we're believing we're the dreaming with the limitations of the dreamt. 
And the limitation is this. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. How the hell does that happen? How the hell do I forget, just like at night when you're in a dream, how do you forget that you're the dreamer? Because of your huge amount of interest in the dream. Yeah? You get absorbed in the dream. You don't have any space between you and the dream. You're playing in the dream at night, you're playing all the bodies. In the waking dream, you're playing one body. But it's the same thing, yeah? It's an interest, an exceedingly strong interest in the, in the dreamt. That's how you forget that you're dreaming. We find ourselves incredibly interested in the dreamt, and the reason why we're interested in the dreamt because we think we're it. We think the dreaming is the dreamt, and it isn't, yeah? So... You and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now, in, in the downloads, the hindsight that's been delivered to me is the activity of remembering that you're a body is how you forget that you're the dreaming, obviously. I mean, what else could it be? The mental state is working feverishly, constantly, to infer you, to refer to you, to assume you, to imply you. And it's built up history and time to, be, and to remember you. And it's created a whole other field of remembrance, which is the future. You call it worrying or concern, but it's another form of the mental state remembering you as a body. So it remembers you as a body in the past, it rem and there is no past. It remembers you now as a body through the vehicle of the past, basically. It remembers you now as a body in the vehicle of the future. It's built the car. It built the car it uses. Yeah? It, had a, it had to have a way to remember you to override the incessant onness of what actually is happening here, your awakeness. Yeah? And the only way it could override it, it couldn't override it now, it, it could override it seemingly by using now to be obsessed with yesterday and tomorrows. And in that, it can sufficiently have us forget what we are by constantly being remembered as a body. And all our communications, all our language is all about supporting that one endeavor. And it can only pull it off for maybe 90 years. You're going to pass away. You know? It can't pull it. And the point is, if you bring one ingredient to it, it will erase all of its mountains and mountains of advertising. And that is, yeah, what you are. If the timelessness of what you are will erase all the mental cities that have been, been built over time, all the foundations of all the mental and emotional and physical cities that, we're, that all the landscapes occupy us, yeah, are always resting in the identification as a body. And that takes time. To remember something, it takes time. First of all, the, the only reason why you remember something because it's not here. What you are doesn't need to be remembered. It's never gone anywhere. It's what's busily remembering itself as a body now. It's right there while your mental state is busily thinking about itself as a body. That ever-present space is, is right there. It's like so focused, we miss the sky, and all our attentions are is, is in one little cloud appearing in it. You know? One little cloud. It starts, and we just keep following it and following it, and it's going to end. Yeah? All the while, because we're so cherishing it, we miss the sky that it's appearing in. It's like this, you know, it's like a cloud. Where does cloud have... When can a cloud stop you from seeing the light of the sun? When you're on one side of it. If, you're, if there's a cloud and the sun's there and you're here, a cloud which is so incredibly flimsy and transparent can come in the way of the sun and block you off from the sunlight of the spirit. But the only re way it has that power is because of your reference point. You've separated from the sun. You think you can be blocked off from the sunlight and spirit, and therefore it comes to pass, seemingly. What would happen if you gave up that reference and you found yourself on the sun side? You would see all the clouds, just like you did before, but they wouldn't have the ability to block you off from the sunlight and the spirit. You would be on the sunlight side. Yeah. Same event, 
The light's always there, it's cloud always there, but your point of view is what causes the cloud to have the ability to influence and block you off from the light, or not. So there's the same thing. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that condition, we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. As a body. Isn't that everyone day, everyone's day on this planet is described by that little backbone description. We're dreaming. We forget that we're dreaming. How? Being identified as the dreamt. In this condition, we give everything, all the power to affect us. Wow. Thoughts are thoughts. How how do we give it power? Well, start in your own little laboratory. What's the difference between a thought and my thought? They're hugely different. It's the same thought. What changes it the most? The thought? No. What precedes it, which is you. Either you see it as a thought or you see it as my thought. When you see it as my thought, you're looking from it. When you see it as a thought, you're seeing it. It's totally different. Yeah? Feelings, the exact same thing. Thoughts, feelings, actions, the same thing. We have a program of recovery, many of us in. The first step says it beautifully. You are powerless over alcohol. All right. So what does it mean to be powerless? They have the old description of dancing with a gorilla. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. Yeah? You have no, there's no say in the matter. You're powerless. It's perfectly stated. And it says you need to be convinced of this. And it's the only step you can do 100%. Be very, very clear about that. But, you see, the selfing is prior to the alcoholism. Because even though you think you understand that, your mental state is busily producing guilt and shame based on the things you did while you were under the influence. Yet the first step gives you the the freedom. It gives you the freedom from all that guilt and shame to realize you had, like in my case, I was apt to do anything unless you could physically stop me. So when I ran into people and I owed amends to them, after I had learned about the disease of alcoholism for a year, I had no guilt and shame about what I did because I would have done it to anybody. It had nothing to do with me. Like most of life had absolutely nothing to do with me. I was taken over by a parasite called alcoholism. It rode me like a horse. It trampled on a lot of shit. I'm accountable for that, but I'm damn not responsible for it. Because I didn't do it. And also, I didn't do sobriety either, which is the freedom. So I get freedom from that, and I get freedom from this. It's so obvious I had nothing to do with it because I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't even close to looking like I had anything to do with it. The day I was struck sober, I was just trying to stay high until I could get some money and do drugs. I wasn't thinking about, oh, I've got to change my life. I had given up all hope. I was in that incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization, and I was just going to live like a bug, you know, like a cockroach. going to try to make hay when the light was off, and then when the light came on, like called institution jails and death, I'd fucking hunker down there. Yet suddenly something happened. Mine changed. It just ripped. And so all that could not be produced by my mother, by the state, by two years and three months in programs. It happened immediately. Like no time at all. The germination, the completion, the seed of sobriety occurred. And for the last 27 years, it's just been expressing itself. But it was done then. At that moment of non-time, it was totally done. And from that point on, I never thought about drinking or using, and the problem was as if it didn't exist. Now, that's a damn good solution. Did that happen? It planned out over time, but was it produced through time? No way. No way, Jose. We've all had a sense of timelessness. When you do something you love and you lose yourself, what goes along with self is time. Then you're in that zone, you know, when you sometimes you're playing something, music or sex or surfing, you get into a zone and the self isn't being remembered and there's a freedom, yeah? You think it ha- it's because what you're doing, but that's not. What, what you're doing is just bringing it out of you. It's not putting it in you. Something you love draws it out of you, but it doesn't put it in. You're it. You have that. You are the source of all beauty. So when you see beauty, it's because you comprehend beauty. Already. Yeah? So 
for me, it was simple. It was like reverse engineering. The solution made a big impact, and then over time, I learned about the problem. I saw what the hell was happening. It's a production. It's an activity. And what gives it any juice is my interest in it. And why I'm interested in it is for one reason and one reason only. I think it's about me. If I can weaken that me that I'm, I'm thinking it's about, or give it a little room to allow it to change, what happened is, is I started to lose interest in all of those faculties that were being used to reinforce the self. I started losing interest in thoughts because they weren't held as mine anymore. I lost interest in feelings because they were just feelings, not my feelings. I got free from the bondage of time because I had a, I had a download of timelessness. And all you need is a little bit of that. It goes a long, long way here. I remember the one, one of the times I got a free sample. I was having a local operation on my leg where they didn't put me out, they just gave me a local, and they built a little wall so I wouldn't be watching while they were operating on this thing, this one here. And they were totally on that side of this little fence, and they were very into their job, and it was this big aluminum bowl, uh, bowl with the lights in it to catch as much light as possible to shine on the subject. And I just lost myself in that light, and something came over me, the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest sense-felt taste and when, when it passed, I realized I would, have, I would have gone through anything if it would have led up to this. I went over all the history of this life of Paul Hedeman, the last 40, 50 years of it, and all the shit that had happened. It was all worthwhile if it had anything to do with what just went on. Yeah, that's how it. All those years of chalkboards, I made chalk marks on it all day. I'm afraid I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Was erased in no time at all because it doesn't. It's, there's no reality to it other than what we give it. You would think if it was thirty years of reality, it would take a while to erase it. It didn't. It was totally null and voided in a nanosecond. It was probably between a, one of the doctor's breaths. It had gone up, and then it was going in, I mean, in and out, and it was all happened. The eternity was revealed, and then back into time. We all have these events. Maybe they're not being noticed. You know before you ever knew anything. You, know, there's, you cannot escape what you are. You can seemingly get involved in what you're not. But only for a certain amount of fucking time, you're going to give up the ghost. This, your body, the, the, the object of obsession is going to drop. You know, you know how many gymnastics your mental state has to do? It's usually pl playing a narration of you being 18, and every time it gets a glimpse of itself in a mirror or in a passing you know, storefront, it's like it's got to fucking regroup because the evidence of the body is, hey, this is an old dude walking by. <laughs> it's constantly, it's constantly getting interrupted, its story, because it has a picture. You got it going on, then you oh, wait a minute, I'm going to need a walker soon. <laughs> what the hell happened? It's like surprised. It's like, what? And it just regroups. Haven't you seen that? How many times have you seen your face? Let's say if you're it, sick, you look fucking terrible to you. Then you feel, you know, you buy a new shirt, you think you look great that night, and the next day you wear the same shirt. Oh, fuck, I look like an asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to this Roosevelt Field, <laughs> to this mall in Long Island. <laughs> and I had this favorite outfit I thought I looked good in, and I wear it a lot and when I went out to try to attract, you know, female, you know, totally angst out little teenagers like myself, <laughs> 14. And they were like, I had a pair of red corduroys, long pants, and I had a nice lightish gray long sleeve shirt, and my hair was getting longer. And so I'd go there. And I noticed I got a lot of attention. I see this fucking working. So I used to wear it every time I went to Roosevelt Field and look myself in the, in the windows. Hey, I look pretty good. I had it going on. Three months or so. Then one of my friends had some compassion on me. He said, you know, Paul, you know that outfit you wear when we go to Roosevelt Field? I go, yeah. 
Yeah, those corduroys. Yeah, you know, they're magenta. And, well, what? and then he says, yeah, and the shirt's pink. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I had never seen a man's like that, but as soon as he said it, I saw them as a magenta and pink. And I took them off, never to put them back on. And I never once ever thought they were gray and red ever again. It was a sudden realization. And I, every time I looked in the closet, they were pink and they were fucking magenta. Yet for months, I had no idea. This is sort of what it's like when something's revealed to you. This whole little charade's pulled out from underneath you, and it, and it can be, at to a point, it never fools you again in the way it used to fool you. It may take your attention a little bit, but you'll never leave the ball that used to try to have your eye on. You are the ball that you're trying to concentrate as. You are that. You are that which you're looking for, just as you seem to be appearing, because you're not how you appear. All my behavior has nothing to do to try to get to the light. It's just not to be arrested. That's why I found recovery. Because recovery gave me a way of life that allows me to be unsupervised a day at a time out here. <laughs> Before, I was always parking at institution jails and death. And it was starting to be a lot of parking at death. So, yeah. So something dropped, downloaded, and decided to change the ball game for me. And the only way it could appear to stabilize out here was a way of life that would give me some God rails, G-O-D rails, so I wouldn't veer off all the time. Yeah? Because I was totally thinking I can, and I'm, you know, just totally transcend where I was, but where I, what was here wasn't only identified, it was a mess. It was, it was like living on flypaper. I had, I'd do one thing one night, I'd have three years of court dates. <laughs> I was constantly being re-glued re to the, the common world. Your analysis, everything, there's no way, I never saw anyone who shot coke and then went and meditated, you know? There's just no fucking way, oh, I'm going to calm down now and just concentrate on an object. It's just this... So that was given to me, the perfect way of life to deal with what? Not with what I am, but what I'm not. Because the way, the what I'm not was incredibly unruly, and it needs a way of life. But it's not the life that's on the way. People sober, the same voice I was talking to you before you were when you were drinking is talking to you now that did not get interrupted by getting sober <laughs> no fucking way it just regrouped and started wearing different clothes basically and learned another language recovery language and so on and so forth it's, it sees recovery as a minor little speed bump you're selfing all the fucking way Whatever, it doesn't care about wearing leather jackets or robes. It doesn't give a damn. It's a chameleon. Its activity is what disguises it. You're obsessed with it. No way in hell would you travel five years in an imaginary thing called the past if you thought all the story was about a guy called Stanley. The only thing that brings about enough interest for you to go that far is either a family member, an ex-lover, or you. There's no freaking way. There's no way I'm going to be consumed by Stanley's angst about what's not happening. I can sit right next to Stanley while he's totally flipping out and entering a lifelong depression, and I don't pick anything up from him. Because there's a very clear demarcation. Those are Stanley's thoughts. Not mine. This is what has to happen in, in your own little theater. Yeah? In your own theater. When you see the thought system as if it was someone else's thought system playing, you'll see how insane it is and how boring it is. And the only thing that keeps it interesting is your interest in it. It has no novel new ideas. It's constantly promising us if you do this, if you have that, you'll be something. It doesn't work. It never has and never will. You cannot do and have yourself into a state of being. 
all you can do and have yourself is into another mental state. So what happens? If you get weaned, not of thought, thoughts are going to go on, it's the mind that gets weakened. That's all. You're not dealing with any of the faculties. How are you going to limit feelings when they're not under your jurisdiction? How many people got tired of seeing today? I've been seeing so much, I'm exhausted. Are you ever exhausted? Do you ever sweat from seeing? Is it strenuous just to have your eyes open and seeing everything that appears before? Is it hard work? Is hearing really taxing? Oh, fucking, I've been hearing so much today. You may not like what you're hearing and the the heavy, you know, the loudness of it, but the hearing never runs out, does it? You don't get a little quota of attention on Sunday night, and now you've got to be, like, frugal with it. You can't be wasting time. I can't waste any attention more on you, man. I've got to fucking wait till Sunday for the next shipment. There's no quantity to it. Is there? There's no quantity to interest or attention. If there was only three people on this planet, they'd all they'd be awake. And if there was 50 zillion sentient beings, they'd all be awake. A body would not arise without sent, without awareness to it. Yes. It doesn't have to be damned. It, you don't have to. It's not like getting coupons. You know, you don't have to save up attention. Just let it be directed, other than from self-centeredness. Yeah. See that there's other modalities. That's all. All you need to do is recognize the possibility and entertain the space that that opens up and then you'll find out what happens. You'll see something else will direct your interest and attention into different avenues, like now. So today will be the most enriching day of your fucking life. Right now. It won't be put off to a future better day, and it won't have to be remembered in nostalgia's eyes, whatever, over a past. Oh, I was really... No, right now will be it. Constantly. Wherever it is. You go to Ashland, you'll totally forget this, and now you're in Ashland. You are the screen, the audience, the, the projector, the light, Everything. Everything. Where you are, that's where it is. We have it dressed up as it's got to get better, purified, do this, do that. It's got to jump through all these hoops. Who set those hoops up? Who set the bar? Who's playing God? Is it God? Are you getting a a direct sound of God? It sure sounds like your head, doesn't it? It sounds just like Paul. When it's telling me, you've got to do this, it doesn't sound like some otherworldly voice. It sounds like the one that's talking up there all day. And now it's, now it's now thrust itself as God. It never, it just implies it. It implies it has power when it has no power. That's the frustrating part. The biggest frustration of recovery isn't the powerlessness, it's the unmanageability. Because we have a very difficult time realizing it's our managing that's producing the unmanageability. It's our managing. Our our drive to control and manipulate for some sort of arriving at some desired end, which is the dilemma. If you realize you're not managerial quality, things get, you get navigated. You get directed. Yeah? Some power, just that power like when you feel it at a satsang or in, when you're in a quiet place near a waterfall, that power is constantly available and it will direct the action figure. All you need to do is take your hands off the wheel and start looking out the window and rest assured everything isn't going to be okay, it is okay. Not as a body condition or a circumstantial condition. That's always based on duality, but in what you inherently are, everything is okay. The self-centeredness is a form of blindness. Self-centeredness, a way of looking here, is a form of blindness to what is seen. 
The mental state, the mental state is a form of looking called self-centeredness. It sees everything as how it refers to the self or the body. That's how it interprets life, yes? That's not seeing, that's a form of looking. And when we're using that form of looking to find seeing, it can only look at seeing as an object, as a place to arrive at, as something to get, just like when you go into a store. But this thing is, is to turn the interest attention on what's looking and see if it's you. And if it ain't, you become like they say in those cryptic, cryptic statements, the seeker is the sort. You are what's looking. What's looking is what you are looking for. Not who's looking, what's looking. Because what, who's looking is a body. What's looking is seeing. Yeah. Where do you have to go to get there? Nowhere. It's always available at all times, right where we are. You're not disqualified. You're, you're putting your attention on a moving ball of mental mentality going this way and that way. You are feeling like you're sucked into self and then your feeling of being released from self are both false narratives. You've never been sucked into anything and you've never been released from anything. You're the context of this whole event. Yeah? You are every bit of everywhere no matter where you are. We want to proclaim that we're a special somewhere and then double, double exaggerate it by trying to look for a special everywhere. That's not where I am. Why do they think they say it's an open gate or a gateless gate? Why do you think? What is that? What are they trying to say there? Are they just trying to screw with us? Because we have an idea of a gate, and how could it be a gate if it's gateless? The whole point is it stops, it, it allows coming and going, sort of uh, modulated by the gateness. It's saying it's a gateless gate, or an open secret. How can anything be a secret if it's open? Yeah, It goes contrary. That's all they're doing all the time. They're trying to show you the contradiction of your own system, your own mental state confounds itself. You can turn it on itself. Its logic is totally illogical. If you see it from a bigger point of view, it's insane. It's a failed system. A failed system. And if you don't believe that, let's say if I was a, a furniture person and I delivered, I sold furniture, and every time I sold a couch, I got that couch on time, in pristine condition, Never any problem. Would I need excuses, rationale, and blame to cover up my failure? I never failed. I delivered it on time, just as it was presented every time. There would be no, in other words, I was successful. There would be no need for excuses, rationales, or blame. Because I don't have anything to cover up. I don't have nothing that I need to deny so that the, the integrity of the fucking failed system can still seem to be working. Yeah, A failed system is what produces, it's exhausted rationalizations, blames, and excuses. Have you had any today? It's like a mental pollution. It covers up the fact that it's failed. In recovery, if you're in recovery, it says it very clearly. Why are you in so much fear today? All right. I bet you we could come up with tons of stories why we believe we're in fear today. You know? And some of it would be justified, and some of it would be like a perfect airtight case. Yes, I'm justified to have fear. This is in place, that is in place. Okay, okay. But he says, why, is it, why, is, why are you in so much fear today? He says, isn't it because self-reliance failed us? Look at the statement, self-reliance. So, what the hell is relying on self? And what would be the highest form of reliance that you could ever imagine? You're relying on something that you're not so sufficiently you're identified as it. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is produced through identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. 
That's how it's produced and maintained and reinforced. Because it's co-opted all the faculties called living, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, acting, you know, doing, all of that stuff has been co-opted and it's now claimed, not by altering the seeing, hearing, feeling, but by preempting it with, I'm seeing. These are my thoughts. These, this is my time. These are my problems. This is my girlfriend. I sort of my own life. I'd have a girlfriend and everything was great. And then one day the mental state christened her my girlfriend. And I swear, the next week I think I have the right to go park in front of her house to see who's visiting my girlfriend. And, you know, I, I want to go see what she's doing on the Internet. I'll look and break into her email. And, you know, after a while... The difference between girlfriend and my girl, um, this is hypothetical, none of that happened. You know, was like, there you are, you're a little bit jealous with a girlfriend. My girlfriend, I'm up on stalking charges. What happened? The girlfriend was exactly the same. Before, absent of my, pretty good. We're having fun, enjoying ourselves. I don't have many expectations. If I don't get what I want, I'm still chilled out and cool. I'm enjoying what I got. My, oh, no, 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 whole new rules. Where, do the, does the girlfriend change, or is it prior to it? Is, is the thought that's driving you crazy, or what's giving it the power to drive you crazy is the mind? Is it the thought that's being used by the mind? And it's the mind that's the driving force. It just uses whatever it comes in contact with. It comes in contact with a lot of thoughts all day, so it's a great way to reinforce its story. This is happening to me. These are my thoughts about what's happening to me. And I'm having a feeling about what once happened to me. So now you remember yourself historically. Then you project yourself as a body in the future and you worry about that. And on and on. It goes on and on and on. The bondage keeps on keeping on. You feel like you're a self all fucking day. And you suffer the consequences of a huge space being... It's like putting a marathon runner in a closet. The marathon runner is not going to be happy in there. It needs to, the door's got to, it needs to run, you know. Your mind is, is a multi-dimensional entertaining to be straitjacket with self-centeredness of that okayness is entertaining, I will be okay, or I was once okay. Everything is now put into time. Your solution is put into time. And everything is always based on you, what you do or don't do, when actually what you're looking for is not based on you. The freedom from you, it doesn't come from you. It never will. Self's never going to get out of self. The Buddha's never going to find the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. It will not work. And we are doing the exact thing. We've taken ourselves to be a body. We forget that we're the Buddha. And God forbid if we don't want to make someone else a Buddha so they can terribly disappoint us. So we'll be right. You know what I mean? That's why in Zen they say, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Why? Because setting him up outside of yourself is a way you deny your own Buddhahood. You're so busy looking for the Buddha, with the Buddha, you're never going to find it. Yeah. If you were anything else, you could probably find the Buddha. But you'd have to be something different than it to find it. You can't find what you already are. You'll, you can lose it by looking a lot because it's through the looking you'll forget that you are the found. <laughs> I know it sounds so simple, but the stubbornness of the system of thought is relentless. It will just keep on hitting that, that, that needle off the groove. So if you don't hear the first refrain of the song, you don't get the whole meaning of it. It's always skipping right over to me, 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 I, 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 my, my, my. <laughs> so when you come, people do it innocently. We had someone visiting from Chicago, and, and it's innocent, and it's language. And the language constantly implies you have stuff to do with shit you have nothing to do with. So there was, oh, I get totally obsessed with self. Who gets totally obsessed with self? The mental state does, not you. You, as what you are, has never got obsessed over anything. 
the mental state that's being represented as you gets obsessed quite a lot. That's how it reinforces its state. We're making a constant mistake. We're constantly identifying with what we're not. And the language totally supports it. You see it in recovery. They have this very clear, very clear statement. Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. We are the us. Yeah? Self isn't us. Self is something else. To me, it's an activity called selfing. So the activity of selfing manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, and it is what is defeating us. It's not just in the past, it's also defeating us now, because it's obsessed in the past and the future. It uses time to defeat us now. There's only the now. There isn't any past. It occupies with itself in the past now, and in that you forget the now, and that's how it defeats us, in a manifestation of many ways. So, all right, self-manifest in various ways is what has defeated us. If you're convinced of this, we'll now look at its, not us, itself, common manifestations. We're not even, we're not, it's not even a deep research. We're just going to pick a few of the most grosser manifestations, all right? And it says, all right, and the next paragraph, it says resentment. So if you follow the logic, resentment is not yours. It's a manifestation of self in one's life. Yeah. Fear is not yours. It's a manifestation of self in one's life. Harming other people in the pursuit of what you want by looking at your sexual past sexual behavior is not yours. It's a manifestation of self in one's life. These manifestations have defeated us, but exactly how did they feed us? We take them to be ours. So when you hear people share, they're constantly saying, my resentments, my fears, my, 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 my. Even in the pursuit of the solution, they're proclaiming the problem. In the midst of the solution, it's being the problem is having a hallelujah. It's being pronounced so loudly in the guise of recovery. Because we don't get to the exact nature of the wrong. We keep calling expressions or manifestations of selves, ours. That's called an activity, a verb right now called the act of being identified as a self. That's it. That's the end. We're taking manifestations of what we're not to be ours. As soon as what happens, the exact nature wrong, just by one little addition, changes. Now, they're my resentments. It's like if you're at a park and there's 30 kids, what kid are you going to be looking at? Yours. You don't know the power of yours and mine. It's huge power. It's the bonding power. It's, it's, these things are being used to bond, but the bond isn't thoughts. They facilitate the bondage. It's the my thought. It's the act of being the thinker, that's the real rub. It's the act of being the feeler that gets you captured in feelings. It's the act of being the doer that's the petri dish for all guilt and shame and pride. That's where it grows, that's where it expands, that's where it festers. It ha if, he, if that dish isn't there, it can't, it can't thrive. It has to feed off of something. Like mulch, you know, like compost. You put compost and then something grows. This is like the mental compost of mine. You know how many times we follow the thought into what's not happening? The only reason why we followed it there, we thought it was about us. You wouldn't sit for more than an hour listening to someone bitch about what's not happening. You wouldn't. You'd find something to do, like laundry, or let's go out to a movie, anything. i got to get away from this person. But you, for 40 years, you've been listening to this, like, religiously. Like a porno theater that's, like, got a church name in front, you know? You go into worship the self. 
then you're getting fucked. Literally. I mean, I have enough problems as a body. I don't. Why, why would I want it to be piled on? It's a, it's a difficult enough to be someone in the vicinity of a body, <laughs> especially as it ages. I mean, it doesn't bounce back like it used to. <laughs> it gets like mystery, mystery feelings. You wake up and something's out. You can't even track. What did I do? It, you didn't do anything. You know what I mean? You can't be watching over yourself when you're in deep sleep. You wake up. How did I pull that? It's just thing. It's like it's like an old mattress. All the springs just stop popping out. What the fuck? <laughs> How can I manage this? <laughs> it's exhausting. You can have a beautiful day and then a little sweat just appears right here. It drives you crazy. You know what I mean? Well, you got somebody's nose hair has been sticking out when they're trying to talk to a babe. All you want to do is run and pull it out. You know, it's like all you can see is this big thing sticking out. And they're trying to be really suave. The body gets in the way. <laughs> You're farting at the most inopportune times or shit, something happens. Who knows? Jeez. You live perfectly, and then you, at the last minute, you know, they had this article once, years ago, I loved it. They had all these ex, quote-unquote experts in certain fields. One guy, and they, they described how they died. So the one guy was like a juice guru, and he got, he got killed by a coconut falling out of a tree. <laughs> the other one was an expert on counseling people to die with integrity and she went out kicking and screaming I heard at the end everyone the, every, the ex, what they were an expert about is what bit them in the ass <laughs> you can't see the humor of it it's so beautiful this place <laughs> you know that I, I better not record this the best one I ever saw I'll record it the best one I ever saw was years ago in uh, the second term of George Bush or something they had a, a wedge issue about gay, you know, they still had that issue about gay marriage. So they, he set up a vanguard or like a super duper, you know, crusade. And he got this guy who was the head of a big evangelical church to lead it, you know, anti-gay, anti-gay. And then a while later, it came out that the guy was having a, a homosexual affair <laughs> with this male escort and snorting crystal meth. And he was the he was like the, the leading knight of the crusade against gay marriage. And he had snabbed in, in a motel with the guy and the guy had recorded all his voice messages for like a year and a half. This is the best movie of all time. You cannot beat what happens here. You cannot imagine how ironic things are. You know? They have a position and it's the exact thing they're proclaiming and, and uh, advocating against they're in it. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, man. If you take a position, whoa. That's why it's so beautiful in recovery. It's very difficult to think that you're conducting the spirit, and it's very easy to realize the spirit's conducting you. Yeah. It's so obvious. It's just a fact. If you're willing to give it away, you'll have it. Anytime I've ever done a talk, no matter what conditions I was up against on whatever level, they're always totally dismissed for that period of time during the talk. Batting average of a thousand, it had never not been so. And over time, it was obvious, if something cannot seem so, so quickly, it mustn't have been so to begin with. And then all roads lead to you. You're it. You are what's giving everything all the meaning it has. You. Not, there's no thing giving you a meaning. You're giving everything the meaning it has. You're the reality, lending its reality to things by being identified as a thing. That's how the transfer occurs. That's how I have to have an ask for it to be bit. Yeah? For something to bite me in the ass, I have to have an ask first. I take the ass to be me, and then something, I give it the power to bite me in the ass. All the while, not real, I'm not following the punch, because it's always connected to me. Yeah.
You mind, this mind, we have all something, one thing in common. We're entertaining incessantly. What's good is to put something in there to entertain. Maybe drop some new possibilities. Because if you give it a very small field of operation like self-centeredness, it's going to go fucking crazy like it has. It's going to get neurotic. It's going to get obsessive because it doesn't have a big field to play. But this message came in. And you know what? This message was bigger than what was going to entertain it. So the mind has found total fruition in this because this message is about itself. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones you set up. If you don't arrive, you'll never depart. We remove the arrival, and therefore the depart can't stand on its own. If you don't achieve, you can't lose. We, are, we, just, we just cut off the achievement, then there's nothing to be concerned about losing because you don't have it. You have it by giving it away. You cut out one, the other can't stand. So instead of trying to get out of an imaginary place, you see it as imaginary, that's the end of the dance. How, long, how much time does it take to realize to get out of an imaginary place? No time. How many maps do you need? None. Where are you going to end up? Right where you are. How are you going to be? You'll find out. To get out of an imaginary place takes no time at all. To get out of a real place takes a lot of time. And usually it fails sooner or later and you seem to get exiled back to that place you wanted to get out of. And it seems to be very, very... It keeps recurring. It keeps recurring. Like people who have a resentment and they seem to get rid of it, then a year or two it appears again. What's beckoning the resentment out of nothing? It's you. You're calling everything into appearance. All everything is here for us is possibility. If you entertain one way, things become possible that were never possible before. When you entertain another topic, the same thing. A very closed down, linear way of looking at life becomes the norm. The magic is gone and it's all this, therefore that. With no magic in it. If you look vertically, things change. Selfing is totally a horizontal download and then there's a vertical download of, let's say, light which pierces through, not into the horizontal download, through the horizontal download, and makes an impact in what you truly are. And that impact can reverberate for the rest of your days. And it may have come about in a nanosecond. Yet its effects will just keep on echoing forever and ever. That's how much power there is. But the horizontal download is an extraction of power. It weakens the fuck out of us. We live in hope, and I, I will be this, or I will be that. Yeah, We get stretched out, and we get extended from here. All the attention and interest that could be such an enriching thing gets spread out and gets lost and weakened in time. So you don't feel that good. You're not here. You're looking for something. You need more. There's a big hole i got to get, I have to fill. It's all a mirage based on how you're seeing it. This is the greatest moment because it's the only one. It's as simple as fucking that. And whatever future you arrive at, it's now. Nothing, nothing has ever escaped now. Nothing. All your thoughts about being somewhere else have never moved you one inch. They have no power to do so. Every, all the mental activity is confined by the everlasting reality of this place. All there is is this. There's no this or that. There's no way back and a way ahead. It's all made up and it's all contained in this space. We are more of that space than we are of this idea of being a thing in the space. Let it in. We do it in satsang. You can feel the energy now. Let it wash over you. It's going to meet itself. Yeah, Things will blend. 
It's like you're thinking you're adding water, but you're adding water to water. Once it's added, where are you going to tell the difference? Yeah? Close your eyes. You're not of a thing. You don't stop on this side of the cheekbone. You're not dislimited to a six-foot-two frame. Your influence doesn't, just doesn't stop here. This isn't the only impact. We think we're the ones who have peace. We are the peace. The story is that we're having it. We are it. It's the quality of mind. That's why it says in recovery, you'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. It doesn't say you'll be able to produce peace of mind. You'll be able to enjoy what's already there because you won't be what's not. Yeah? That's the whole thing with a spiritual awakening. It's really, first, a mental diminishing. You lose interest in the mental state and then you gain interest in what? What is. And what is becomes a leavening agent and allows this thing to travel lighter over the little fucking span of its life here. And what more do you want? If someone could say, hey, listen, you're not going to have this big, huge crescendo, but every second of every day, that possibility of heaviness is going to be locked off, you know? You'll start stabilizing in a form of traveling later over all the expanses of your little action figure geography. I'll tell you, that's the wiser move to receive that, that lightness of every second, a little bit. It's like they had that first big heist in computer world where these people jacked into the banking business of the world and all they did was steal like a quarter of a cent each transaction. No one noticed it for a long, long time and they, they amassed a huge amount. They didn't take a big amount, it was just a little, tiny little bit, but there's zillions of transactions. This is what it's like for traveling lighter. All the big eye-opening events, they come and go. People want to try to stabilize in an experience. You can't. But what if you could be a mass influence of all your experiences? From where you were seeing from, that would influence how you travel through all the experiences. Not by changing them, but by changing how they're viewed. Yeah, Letting it be exactly as it's going to be, but changing the weight of it dramatically. These are the possibilities. You onto it. You've all been served the spiritual subpoena. You know, don't delay your hearing, your court hearing. You're afraid you're going to be dragged into another mental court. You're not. You're going to be brought to the court of light. And all your little trespasses and transgressions will be nulled and voided. You'll be let off your old big hook. You know, you'll be given permission to be okay now. No matter if you accrued value or not today. No matter if you've got to review your day and see how much you did and you come up short, you still, there'll be no value extracted. You're not going to be in the business of accruing value anymore. You'll be in the business of expressing an inherent value. Yeah? You'll be willing to be used because you won't be, you'll be like that hose that finally realized it's not a vacuum. It's a conduit. Something's supposed to move through, not go in. That whole idea of that hole that shaped the sides of God, it's not to be filled, it's a portal. It's not, you can't, you, if you jam shit up, you're blocking it. Leave it be and see what comes out. Yeah. Instead of being so sure that you know what it is, I gotta fill it. No, maybe if you stop trying to fill it, something will come out that you've always been looking for. You! <laughs> you'll finally show up in your own life and you'll be given permission to be as you are because you're not. It's okay to be as you are when you're not it. You'll t- all the... Oh man, I was just under a forced march in time <laughs> trying to accrue value because I thought I had so many demerits. <laughs> I have so many negative marks on my my judging card. It was like hell. I couldn't take a shit or stay on the pot. It was constantly, every room I ever walked into, I was accompanied by thought. 
what happened like to that being a child who was gone, sorely forgotten, and all, and so was the wonder and awe that that frequent state I'd fall into was so became so infrequent. I'd have to shoot coke in my neck to get a fucking rush to feel like I was alive. Now a latte does it. I have a, one coffee in the day. It's like fucking hallelujah time. It's like my big ritual. You know, jeez. <laughs> I used to spend like $600 a day. <laughs> now I can just have a latte. <laughs> it's a simple imitation. I mean, Steve's come here before a lot of people. It's the same thing. I haven't. It's been. I'm a one-trick pony. I never. It's never. We never enter advanced states. <laughs> it's just the same invitation because we were at that that Buddhist place the other day. They had this wheel of uh, Buddhism, like dependent origination, and then the eightfold noble path. And they had the. They had you know medit right meditation right livelihood but the only one that was cold was cold was right view because that's it it's the rightness of the view that trans that tr- migrates into all the other activities it's not produced by the activities you don't produce the right view by activity the right acti- the right view infuses the activity with the rightness yeah it's the view first if you take it as a linear procession, it's the view. It doesn't say, say right meditation and then write this and write that and then you'll end up in the right view. It starts out with right view before it ever mentions meditation or understanding or anything like that. Yeah? That's like setting the course, leaving the where you're at. You leave, you know, then the map can work, you know. So for me, the right view, Buddhism, non-self. Anatta, yeah, non-self. That's what he came up with. There isn't any long-lasting, independent, separate entities. You know, it's all verbing. Everything is verbing. There's no noun to be found. All these fat, you know, false flag locations are made up. The body is the easiest one. The mental state depends totally on the body to run its story. If there was no body, there would be no story of self. It would have nothing to stick to. But because there's a thing, seemingly, it uses this thing to recognize itself. And it recognizes itself by constantly remembering itself as a body. The only way it can appear is by being remembered. It doesn't have any light of its own. It's not self-existing. It's produced. It steals light from us. We're the sun. So, there you have it.